Welcome to the Absite Smackdown Podcast. We'll talk clinical scenarios, interesting Absite facts, and interesting general surgery knowledge. Now, let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Jessica, the host of Absite Smackdown, the podcast show. And I'm here with Dr. David Kashmir, the author of Absite Smackdown Review Course. Hi, Jessica. It's good to be back with you today on the podcast. Well, thanks for coming in again, David. I, I am enjoying that this is becoming a weekly thing where we get together and discuss the book and discuss, you know, how residents can do better on their Absite test. Yeah, you know, I think you guys have been really great about setting things up so that we're talking not just about the content for the test, which is a lot of what we typically focus on, you know, when we teach residents, but also other things that help predict or improve scores. So I think this is a really great service, and that's part of why I really enjoy coming on the program with you to talk all about it. Well, I know lately, more than just content, we've been discussing a lot about version 2.0 and it releasing because it is new and it's the baby right now so there's a lot of focus on that especially considering the fact that we have so many contributing authors that came in to help us with this version and um, they're most of them being residents themselves yeah uh, absite smackdown 2.0 has been really fun to release and you're right getting there has been just a trip uh, we talked about it at the uh, retirement party that we did as a previous episode where we retired Absite Smackdown version 1.0. And uh, so we won't go through it all again here. You know, I won't bring it up to you all again, but I definitely agree having that many co-authors on this version of the book has been very rewarding, but also a real trip. And it's been great fun. <laughs> it has been fun. I don't think that people realize um, how important it is for residents to be authors or do this kind of work, how helpful it can be. I know that when I was doing research and reading articles on what their contributions could mean or help for them, I came across um, an article, it was back from 2016, but it was on the BMC medical education page. And it was talking about how there's association between residents, physicians, publications, and then their clinical performance. And it was a really interesting article. I sent it to you. Um, I did get it, and uh, I'm happy to talk about it with you today on the show. I do want to share up front, I think it's so important that resident colleagues be involved in contributing to their field uh, in research or in writing. Mm -hmm. uh, I just think it's part of kind of the giving back, and it's part of us educating resident staff appropriately to make them productive colleagues, not just clinically, not just taking care of patients, which is really important, but also furthering their field and contributing to their field as a whole. And so part of the education, I think, as we teach residents is to teach them how to write things, how to balance that with their busy practice, how to stay involved and how to self-educate. Because as you write things down, you really tend to crystallize your thoughts and remember uh, from working with it, what the facts are or what the new thing is and just further your education. So I really appreciated it when you sent the, the article. Uh, it's called Associations Between Resident Physicians Publications and Clinical Performance During Residency Training. And it's from Seberg et al. It was in BM as in Mary C. Medical Education. Uh, I think that you said we're going to put the link uh, in the uh, description 
of the podcast. So yeah, thanks a lot for sending it over. And uh, I think it's worth discussing uh, for sure. The Absite Smackdown Podcast. Visit the Smackdown at AbsiteSmackdown.com. Well, basically, the study, it was at Mayo Clinic, which we all know is, you know, well known. And they did it for 308 residents that were going to be graduating from the mm-hmm. 2006 to 2012 year. So um, that was pretty much the start of how they did it. And then they had 642 papers published by these residents that were reviewed. Yeah, you know, the first thing about the article, uh, like we said, is like you said, is it's one study in one center. And this center is a very academically productive center. It may not represent, you know, all the centers and residencies across the country. And I'll tell you what was interesting to me about this paper. Uh, It goes on to say that, um, you know, outcomes included the American Board of Internal Medicine certification scores, uh, many uh, clinical exam scores. Uh, faculty, evals, et cetera. And they found out that uh, on adjusted analysis, the multi-score clinical performance evaluations were significantly associated with the numbers of research articles. And I'm going to tell you, Jessica, basically says to me that faculty evals and performance evals and multi-source clinical performance evals, it's kind of tough to tease out exactly what that meant, but they correlated with uh, sort of academic productivity or resident Research, And I'm going to tell you, you know, we discussed this earlier on the podcast uh, for uh, absite scores that faculty evaluations are not predictive, really, in at least a couple papers of absite score. So it's interesting to me for this is it seems like faculty eval and some other clinical sources, you know, were associated with resident research productivity. But, you know, having worked in residencies with residencies before, having been a resident myself, you always wonder, well, when a resident's doing research with a faculty member uh, and being productive that way, they tend to be looked at favorably on faculty evaluations, et cetera. So the question to my mind is, you know, really, are faculty evaluations, are faculty just happy when the residents are doing research you know, for a whole bunch of different reasons. Uh, in surgery land, like I said, it doesn't seem like Absite uh, correlates with uh, faculty evaluations, at least according to some papers and uh, my experience with it. So long way of saying uh, that this, in this study that you sent from the Mayo Clinic, it seems like their academic productivity uh, on adjusted analysis really correlated with um, their clinical performance. But number one, I'm not sure that holds everywhere. And number two, I'm not sure the the yardsticks by which clinical performance uh, were met, was measured, really that those are super objective or correlate with uh, what we see in surgery land. So those are my thoughts on it. Hi, it's Jessica, host of Absite Smackdown podcast. Follow the hashtag Project Smackdown team on LinkedIn, Insta, and Facebook. On LinkedIn, check out our page, Absite Smackdown. On Facebook, we're at Absite Smackdown. And follow us on Insta for a new Absite fact and photo every day, where we're at daily.absite.fact. Hashtag Absite Smackdown. Well, I mean, especially because, like you said, each program is different. For example, this study in this program, 64% of the participants were male. So, you know, that's that's kind of a huge number and it can be more diverse in other programs. And then also of the papers, because, you know, they were saying that 
the amount of papers that were published, 642, 443 of them were research papers. And so then that meant the other part were case reports or first authors. So that being from that particular program with those demographics and those kind of papers might not necessarily reflect the way other programs would test. You know, for sure. Again, that whole, this is one series at one center, uh, that thing comes up. And it's just really interesting to me, again, that, um, you know, that their productivity from a research standpoint is then read backward onto clinical performance. I think that, you know, my experience in surgery, sometimes faculty conflate uh, the fact that a resident may be very productive or on their research paper with how well the residents doing. And you know, another thing, Jessica, is it could be, if this is the case, and if this does hold across centers, maybe it's just that these residents who can also crank out research papers are just really good at time management. They're really good at juggling the multiple stressors of residency. And you know, as a result, uh, they're able to also do better on their exams. So you can sort of imagine um, it's true that they, it's true that they make more research papers. It's true that they perform better clinically, and yet they're not directly related. They're just related by the fact that people are better at time management. Uh, or again, it could be that this doesn't hold across centers at all. So really an interesting paper, I think, to discuss uh, from the clinic and uh, what it implies about education. I really wonder if it holds for surgery, and I'll be on the lookout to see if this holds also across uh, residency types. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying this episode. Remember, there's much more at theappsitesmackdown.com, including more tools, tips, and study techniques. Check out appsitesmackdown.com and click on latest news for more great info. Hashtag AppSiteSmackdown. Well, as a former program director, do you not also feel like the program that you direct, you look for a certain type of resident, like from personality to, you know, the way they do things that fit so therefore wouldn't like mayo what they look for the kind of residents they pull in it would have a certain personality type versus maybe some of the other programs well absolutely Uh, we'll talk about resident selection criteria and you know it's interesting and timely that you brought this up because we're going to be starting these webinars soon uh, and having Mm -hmm. these online webinars uh, in the midst of covid of course the absite smackdown course is completely online uh, for absite review. But then beyond that, we're going to do um, some different online webinars. And one of them is about a similar topic. How are residents selected? How do we do it? You know, what do you, what's behind the curtain for how we select for surgery? Uh, these things called audit filters and where do tests fall in? And how do I go from being a prelim surgery resident to a categorical surgery resident? We're going to discuss all of that. And you're right. What one center selects for may be different than what another selects for and and why. And uh, when it comes to the Mayo Clinic, uh, clearly a healthy, robust research program is sort of part of the atmosphere. It's pretty likely to my mind that they select for people who have a history of being able to do that already or something similar, or at the very least, a strong interest uh, in getting that done. The Absite Smackdown podcast is based on the best-selling review book, Absite Smackdown. 
the only AppSite review with an entire video review course included. Visit AppSiteSmackdown.com and pick it up today. So I appreciate you bringing this uh, paper up today and we get to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, and again, uh, you know, I thank you guys because some really interesting things are coming up, not just with the release of version 2.0, which has been doing great on Amazon and the website, AppSiteSmackdown.com. Uh, but also the upcoming webinars and uh, training uh, that we're going to be doing kind of live. So um, this is a very timely article to talk about how uh, managing our time, at, at the very least, this article segues into how managing our time is really important. And um, I think that this service, the podcast, uh, the social media feeds that you guys put out with Absite Fact. And then the book and course itself, which lets you study and listen from anywhere, those are the kind of time management aids uh, that we're really looking to get out there for the absite and for busy surgical residents. So again, really timely article and happy to discuss it with you. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. I hope that our next podcast can be after you do that webinar so we can kind of do a little wrap up for everybody and let them know how it went and everything we discussed. Because I definitely want to ask questions about your personal opinion on surgeons, just the ones that become trauma, the ones that become heart, the ones that become brain, if they have different little ticks that make them well suited for that. I am curious. So hopefully we can get into that too. But again, just thank you so much for coming today. We look forward to having you back. And um, again, have a great evening, guys. Hashtag Abside Smackdown. Thanks for listening to the Absite Smackdown podcast. Visit us at absitesmackdown.com for more great Absite facts.